the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with best-selling author, Dr. John Deloney. And man, I'm getting over something, but my voice sounds terrible. Not that I'm hearing it in my ears. It sounds all like smoky and <laughs> sultry. Like, hey, I'm everybody, trying. welcome you know, to the world it's, headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's winter. It's winter. I blame the weather. Well, it is a free call. And as Ken Coleman would say, a toll-free call anywhere in the country. Because <laughs> he's 141. 888-825-5225. Give us a call. We'll talk about your money, your relationships, your work, and your life. All right. First up, we have Stacy in Atlanta. Hey, Stacy, Welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Dr. John. What's um, up? Perfect pair for this question. Um, my mother recently passed away <sighs> from uh, dementia. I'm sorry. And um, when my brother and I um, sell her house, I'll come into some inheritance. Um, and all during this process of us caring for her financially and, you know, uh, supporting her through her health, trying to keep her out of a memory care and, you know, all of that. Um, I swore to myself, if there's any money left at the end of this, I'm buying long-term care insurance yep. so that my kids don't have to go through this. Yes, yes. Um, so, um, but I keep questioning myself because we, my husband and I am 59, he's 60. Um, we have not paid off our house, but we're set everywhere else. So we're baby step six, um, you know. Um, so I don't know if you want some numbers Um yeah. What's your What's you your main question? Because you're you're on the well, right track. Because what you're saying, you guys want long term care insurance, which is something right. when you're long-term 60 that we recommend. Or, or apply it to paying down the house, the mortgage. Here's where, like, here's where I would suggest to go forward. Two things. One is go forward with the with the the insurance. Two, you're entering into a window. Right. The longer you wait, now the more expensive it gets. Right. And so there's, it's already going to be expensive. Um, I'll tell you one of, if not the greatest gift my parents ever gave me through my whole childhood. Um, after I was going into all these homes with the police department and dealing with death notifications and taking care of people who had just been widowed, um, I remember calling my dad and saying, man, this is really like weighing on me. Do you all have a plan, right? And we kind of talked through and he did. But for Christmas that year, they got all of us kids they got themselves long-term care insurance. And I remember exhaling in a way that I didn't realize I was holding my breath. Because in the back of my mind, I'd always been thinking, well, if something happens to mom, we're going to like, and I, I didn't realize I was doing that, but I was. And when they said, hey, Merry Christmas, this stuff's expensive. So we didn't really get y'all anything other than this and a couple of books. I just went, oh, whew. And so I would tell you on behalf of everybody, um, I think it's a wise decision. Yeah, and it's not part of the baby steps, Stacy. but we do look at insurance as one of these foundational principles. Like if you were, you know, a young couple with little kids, we'd say you need life insurance, right? And Stacey, if anyone's dependent upon your income, you guys still need life insurance, which is different than long-term care. So these kinds of things that you have in your life that are part of your financial picture is regardless of baby steps. So I really do think, yeah, at your age... This is regardless if on your, even if you're on baby step two, I would say this is still something to look into because to John's point, it's only going to get more expensive. And if something does happen, it's insurance. It's there to catch those those really expensive costs uh, that hopefully are not anytime soon. 
Um, but long term. But I would, yes, I would go ahead and do that. And then also for your house, how much do you guys owe on the house? Two hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. And how much do you guys make? Um, about two ten. Okay. That's great. And no, and do you have any do you have kids at home at all or are they all grown and gone? No. Yeah. They're grown and gone. Okay. That's when you, great. When you sell this house, when you sell your mom's house, what kind of inheritance are you are you gonna bring home after you split it with everybody? About a hundred thousand. That's great. Okay. So uh, an income of two ten, um, and you take that hundred thousand and apply it to your mortgage because I can't think of something I would rather my kids have than a paid for home when I go, like a place they can always call home that nobody can take it from them. That would that would I would love for my children to use that as an as their inheritance for that, um, and so that would drop your mortgage, your principal down to one hundred fifty thousand dollars. You make two hundred ten, you could knock that out in a couple of years and it should be done. Have you priced out, right. Stacey, your long-term care? Because you keep talking about how expensive it is, and I'm just curious, your health situation have, or what numbers I, you're pulling. I talked to um, my financial advisor, and he was saying it's about $50,000 a person um, for about $500,000 worth of um, long-term care insurance. So that takes it all. But hold on, and are you talking about, hybrid, you're talking about buying a whole a life policy? That's one of those hybrid policies. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah do don't do that. Please don't do that. No, 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 no. So it, what you're pricing out is extremely expensive because they're putting you into, yeah, a whole life type of insurance. Yeah, don't and do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't need to do that. So what I would do is I would look up. It's Z- I think Xander does carry long-term care insurance. If they to, don't, they'll direct you in the right place. Yeah, go to Xander.com, Stacy, because that's a terrible financial product of what your financial advisor is trying to get you in. And if you guys don't have people dependent upon your income, you don't even need life insurance and whole life insurance. Yes, they do all these scams within it and these like investments and this and that and that. They try to sell products within it and it just ends up costing extreme a lot, which long-term care insurance, it's not, it, it's not inexpensive but it shouldn't be that expensive and especially up front. They're asking you to pay for the whole policy. So Stacy, look at options and again, go to Xander.com um, and call them. Yeah, if, I'm pretty sure they do have long-term care. It may just be term life right now, but um, talk to them because they're a trusted people that are in this insurance world and they know all of this stuff. But yeah, go ahead and get a second opinion and maybe even a third opinion, please, right? Shop this. Please don't buy a whole life policy. Please, yeah. please, please, please. Not good. Um, and it just, Rachel, it feels like a snaky thing. From her financial advisor? Yes. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels gross to me that they're going to sell you on an expensive product when you went. Um, yeah, it just feels gross. Yeah. It feels gross, 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 and gross. And the whole thing about whole life, Stacey, you have to understand because a lot of, there are financial advisors out there that sell these kind of products and either them themselves know that they're getting a great back end. And so they're just like, hey, we're going to kind of push this product because we're making something off of it. Or some of them are just ignorant. Some of them literally have been sold this bag of goods too. And they believe that this is the best thing. But when you run the numbers and you actually look at the options, Stacey, it's terrible. Like it is. And so stay away from anything, universal life, whole life, all of it, because they do. They try to they try to tack on all these different types of insurance and it becomes extremely expensive and if you had invested part of that money, right, if you went and did long-term care insurance with someone else, it's just purely long-term care. There's no insurance, uh, whole life parts of that. There's no package. And yeah. yeah, and you invested the remaining part. How much you're going to have left too, Stacey, for your kids, right? So so there's so many different options. Go ahead and price that out, but do not, I would not go with that product at all. Um, and you don't even need life insurance at this point. If, if you... And your husband, if there's people not dependent upon your income and there's enough for like burial costs and all that, like you do want to look at 
at that process. But Stacy, also why why you're at it, you you and your husband call one of our smart investor pros because I want you to get a second opinion on your the person taking care of walking alongside you with your retirement because I don't know that you're getting the best advice. Mm. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney, and we are taking your calls. Next up, we have Mia in Boston. Hi, Mia. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? So I'm on baby step two with my husband, and our car broke. So we're stacking cash to replace it. And we're in the suck. And last month, I busted my butt to earn about $3,000 on side gigs. To, the intent was to cover a small Christmas budget and pay off debt, which then got transitioned to stacking cash for a, the car replacement. Mm. After repair and a cut in hours at my husband's job, we only ended up paying $1,000 towards the car after replacing the emergency fund. So side gig hours are reduced this month, and the budget shows we're doing every dollar. We do a budget every month uh, since July when we started this, and it, we have about $200 left in the budget this month. And it's so early in the month. And I'm really worried that we won't have enough money to even finish the month. Mm. And uh, my husband thinks I'm just being pessimistic. And so I'm just calling to see, like, is this normal like, to have this much of a setback? Um, so, yes, I would say for sure. And that's part of this. I mean, you guys are six months in to this. How much have you mm-hmm. paid off so far? We've paid off about 16000 I think. Good for you guys. How much do you have left? Um over 30. Okay. No, you're great. You're doing awesome. And how much you guys make a year? About 140. Okay. Good for you guys. And doing some side hustle stuff. Yeah. So me, I feel like one of the frustrating parts, I can think of just life, right? But especially if you're on a really intense plan like this, is that you wish life was just a gradual, you know, line upward but it's not it is a up and down up and down it almost looks like the stock market when you look at that chart right I mean the life just happens and the great thing about you guys though is that you've had a plan I mean before this if life happened you would probably had no savings you had debt I mean all of this right maybe living paycheck to paycheck and so I think the positive end of this is that even though it feels like oh my gosh it's a step backwards it's gonna feel like that because it is but that doesn't mean that it has to continue like that. And it won't, even though these are the times that it can be so discouraging. But that is life. And we see that all the time. Mia. People call in. I mean, this is, this is. I'm like, you're, you're going to go through life. People deal with health issues. They deal with job changes and losses and moves and expenses all the time that they were not expecting. And that's so common. It's so common. But when something like a car breaks down, I get it. It's like, it is so, it's so discouraging because it feels like, all your hard work <laughs> went to a stupid car and you're just like, oh my gosh, we want to pay this debt down. So I, I I hear you. I want to say that that is so normal, even though it sucks, like that's not fun. And the $200 buffer, I mean, I get it because $200 can just go like that, right? I'm like, it's, it, it doesn't feel like a lot after a while. But, but I would say if you guys stick to it and maybe you pull back from Christmas even more in this season, um, and do a couple of things there. I, th- I think you're going to be okay, but I think your fear and concern is valid. So your husband's saying that you're being a pessimist. I don't think so. I think there's a level of a realist of like, things could happen and this $200 could just be gone in an instance. But I also think that you guys are plans and you know what's going on and that's going to give you more direction and more confidence than probably you're giving it credit for. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's wise, but it's just, 
it just feels like we're not getting anywhere. And he keeps saying like, it's just two years. It's just two years. And we're only six months in. And it, it just feels like we're not like we were so close to paying off our next debt, which was our last car loan. Mm. And now, you know, and he said, the difference is, is that the old us would have just driven to the dealership and taken out another loan. That's exactly right. And the new us is going to drive this crappy car, which is on its last legs and just work harder and try to save the money. Yep. But I'm so tired. I've worked so much extra time and it was just so disheartening to like, I worked, I basically didn't even have like a day off for almost 30 days. Mm. And I thought I was going to be pulling in $3,000 and instead it's like a thousand. So all that right. for a thousand dollars. It's yeah. so disheartening. Uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't just for a thousand dollars. You saved your family from going back over the cliff. Yeah. I, like I'm going to, this is going to sound crazy. Do you, would it be weird for somebody in your house to say the phrase, hell yeah? No. <laughs> okay. You're like, no, no. I want you to make like a hell yeah journal. And it's kind of a gratitude journal on steroids. Because as you're working through this, you earned $3,000 on top of your regular job this month. And you, my friend, kept your family from sliding back into a deeper hole than you even started from. Because you're right. Y'all would have gone to get a car loan and you would have got something nice. And while you were there, they would have been running an end of year special and you would have ended up getting way deeper in the hole than you even started this whole thing with. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to like, you saved your life. Like <laughs> you, you saved like, your did family. It. You did it. Like you did the plan. <laughs> you like, did yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the plan. Yes, you did it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I want, but even though it goes to something stupid like a car, because the car, right? Like I get it. Like I get it. But you did. It's frustrating. So I want you to write these things down on a regular basis. Like, dude, I worked. I didn't have a day off for thirty days. Hell yeah, I earned three thousand dollars on top of my paycheck. That goes in the journal. And that way, when you have these setbacks, and you know what, I hate to like be Debbie Downer, your refrigerator's gonna go out in the next six months. I just (laughs) just promise you it will. I promise. Mm -hmm. And but. Y'all have continued to work and work and work. Let me ask you a hard question. Y'all make a hundred and forty grand. Mm-hmm. What is it about your expense ratio? Because that's a really good salary. What is it about your expenses going out the door that you can barely breathe like that? Because your debt's thirty thousand dollars. That's not an astronomical ratio. Do y'all have really expensive cars or a really expensive home? No, no. We we went into debt um, because we had four kids in braces. Um, medically necessary, so really expensive, not mm-hmm. covered by insurance. So we went into debt last year and, you know, then adopted this program, got on a budget, and just like you guys said, getting on a budget, like suddenly we had a read and we had money to start paying down the debt, which is why we've been able to pay down the debt in the past few months. We know our, our cars are all over 10 years old. Um, you know, we have a really low mortgage payment. It's just this, I have five kids and they eat a lot and <laughs> just a lot, a lot coming in and out. Excellent. Okay, I, I totally get that, man. Kids... Yes, they will eat eat everything, all things, and then more. So um, yep. I know it sounds so trite, but don't just hang in there. Celebrate where you are. And I know you're like, ugh. And with five kids, $200 feels like somebody could sneeze and you're going to spend $200. I mean, $200. I get that. Um, I would lean on my husband's optimism in this season and then keep mm-hmm. keep grinding away at it. Keep grinding away. I'll tell you this. On the back end, you are providing your kids life-changing uh, a life-changing picture of what hard work looks like what breaking chains looks like what changing your family tree looks like when things that are hard come up in their life which they will 
economic problems, war, relationship issues, what their own financial issues, they will have a crystal clear picture of the time mom and dad didn't even get each other something for Christmas because they had something bigger in mind that was changing mm-hmm. their family tree. They will remember that the, the months mom worked every day of the week and missed recitals and missed games and made us cook our own dinner because she was so focused on setting the family free. You, none of your efforts are lost. It's disappointing that you didn't put 3,000 bucks down. You only got 1,000 bucks down. But man, you are changing everything. I'm proud of you. Proud yeah, of you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's a fear from a lot of parents is, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss out on this time with my kids. Like if we're doing this for 18 months, even you saying I'm missing recitals and, and practices and all the things because I'm sacrificing to get us in a position where we can actually breathe as a family. Um, a lot of people see that as complete detriment, but it's not. It's the uh, it's There could not be a better lesson. I promise you if you had to have to decide, well, my kid's got a travel, travel soccer game that I just have to go to or... Hey, son, I'm going to sit down. We're going to have breakfast together at the house. We're going to have cereal because that's what we're eating right now. We're going to have oatmeal. Um, I'm working really hard to get our family out of debt. And so I'm going to miss this game. I'm going to be thinking about you. I want you to call me the moment you walk off that field. But I also want you to know your daddy or your mom's working really hard to set this family free. Yeah. And and I would say this too. It's not in the vein of like, I'm a workaholic and I'm just nope. going to work and work and work till the day is long. Nope. There's a plan. For a goal. There's a time set and there's a goal, a very noble goal in the midst of all of that. So remember that parents. This is The Ramsey Show. I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her social security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney. We are taking your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888 888- Eight two five five two two five. You know, Christmas, you guys, it is right around the corner. And John, I've done so many interviews recently for different media outlets talking about budgeting and Christmas and everyone's shopping and feeling like they're over their budgets and going into debt. And it's insane. So you guys remember, as you're shopping, be wise. Don't put yourself in a financial hole. I mean, there was, I saw a study, 25% of Americans are still paying for Christmas from last year. So don't be one of those people. Be on a budget, be wise. And as you're shopping, we have some great affordable gifts, gifts that can actually help the people in your life, help your friends, help your family. There are so many meaningful gifts that are only $12. At Ramsey Solutions, we're continuing our Christmas sale, only $12. So the total money makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, all for just $12. And even your questions for humans, John, it's back for $10. So if you need some great gifts that are in your budgets that are inexpensive, but actually are great gifts. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash store. Hey, can I, can I add something to that? So 
this is me being a little bit vulnerable talking about stuff I don't usually talk about on the show. Usually I keep this stuff private, but here we go. Um, I think it was last year when Own Your Past, Change Your Future came out, right? And um, it was the number one bestseller, did well. Yeah. So I grew up the son of a police officer and a minister, and my wife grew up the daughter of two teachers. And then we had number one bestselling book money, which was something we'd never experienced. And I had seen an escalation in our kids' Christmas and me continuing to try to show them how much I love them by how much stuff I bought. And last year was a madhouse. I, I overdid it. I went yeah. bananas. Yeah. And this year in preparation, Sheila said way early, we, we have to be responsible. And so my son and I, we go to, I talk about this, we go to breakfast every week and he's 13 and about a month and a half ago, I, during breakfast, I said, listen, um, Christmas is going to look different this year. The last few years, I just keep buying more and more stuff, more and more stuff. You and your sister, you'll have enough stuff. We're going to buy a couple of things that are important, we think, maybe one or two nice things. And we're going to give a lot of stuff away. And we're just going to spend time together having some adventure. And my son's response, he got quiet and he said, Dad, I don't think you can do it. Uh-uh. And here's what he was saying. Hank raised the bar. Hank was <laughs> not saying, are you serious? You're not going to get us a bunch? He said, he was expressing, I know, Dad, it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. but I think you buy gifts for us, for you. And so I tell everybody that for this. My kid's not, I mean, he's special and he's my son. He's the smartest kid and best looking kid, all that stuff. That's not the point. The point is, if you'll sit down and have a direct, honest conversation with your kids about the state of of your uh, your financial life in your home, yep. Like our last caller, we lost, we got hours cut. We're trying to get a debt. Fill in the blank. If you'll be honest with them and say, "Here's what we're going to do," they're with you. You know why? Because they feel the tension in their home. Mm-hmm. They know something's not right. Yep. And if you say, "Hey, this is going to be a different kind of Christmas," you and your sister, you and your brother, you and all five of your brothers and sisters. Y'all are going to get three gifts this year. That's what we're going to do. And they're not going to be big. And I just want you to know ahead of time, we have a plan, but we're going to do some different things this year. We're going to go hang out. We're going to play. Have that conversation with your kids. And I'm telling you, they're going to respond in a positive way. Yes. I'm telling you. Well, and it sounds so silly because it's so simple, but John, I'm like, we over Thanksgiving, like we took the kids, we went and got all the bikes went to an empty parking lot at a high school nearby and we just they just literally rode bikes in this big empty parking lot for like probably two hours. We went on a hike the next day. Like we just did so much stuff with them activity wise. And then we go and clean out the playroom closet and they're like, oh, that's good, that's good. But all they can talk about is riding bikes in the yes. parking lot. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, we all know this, but yet we get sucked into this consumerism and this Christmas and, and the Amazon big you know, uh, catalog they send and the kids are looking through it. I want this and I want, you know, and you just get caught up in it when you just stop and they be want like, you. Oh my gosh, yes. They want you. Yes. They want time with their parents. And, and it's just crap that we buy, crap that has 80 pieces and you're just like, oh my God, get all of it away. Get all of it away. It's all these like little things. How, how many people have you talked nuts. to who went to Disney World with their kid and all their kid comes back talking about was the hotel pool, right? Just your yep. kids want you. That's right. They want you. They want you. They want you. So have the conversation if your finances are tight this year. And if your finances are not tight this year, so it looks like you have to spend. Don't use Christmas as a way to 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 sing and dance in front of your kids. Like yeah, like they don't want your song and dance. They want you. That's right. They want you. That's right. All right. Let's go to the phones. We got Kelsey in Austin, Texas. Hey, Kelsey. Welcome to the show. 
Hey, y'all. Merry Christmas, and thank you for taking my call. How are you guys? Merry Christmas, Kelsey. I don't think I've said that yet on the show. And that was a good Texas. Hey, y'all. That was awesome. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. So my question is, my husband and I are in baby step two, and we have a really great opportunity to move back home to North Carolina and start the process of taking over um, a 100-year-old family business. But we are about, like, we'll be lucky if we break even on our house here um, just outside of Austin. And so really my question is, do we wait until we have more equity in our home to move? Or do we kind of take that opportunity and, like, try to just break even with our house here? Yeah, I... I wouldn't wait. I was going to say, I've bought and sold multiple houses in my life, Kelsey. And one of those times, because the economic incentive on the back end was so important, um, I ended up having to take a check to closing. I lost, I technically lost money on my house. Okay. Not a lot. It was a little bit. It was like 4,000 bucks. That was the check I had to take to closing, which sounds bananas. Mm -hmm. But the following year, my wife and I paid off six figures of debt. And so the trade-off was definitely worth it. Yes, yeah. So the trade-off for okay. sure for you guys. And Kelsy, you guys are on Baby Step 2. So when you move back home, I would rent. Don't buy again. Yeah. Rent while you guys get out of debt. How much debt do you guys have left to pay off? Um, we have about 40000 left. Okay. And what's the what's your income? Is it going to go up or down this first year with the new transition of the job? Um, it'll actually go up for both of us. Um, for my husband, it'll go up and then I will also get a promotion with my company. Um, so oh, good. Our, our income will go up. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I wouldn't let the house stop me. Honestly, I would, I would okay. sell it and don't try to be a long distance landlord and keep it and rent no. it and wait for the market. All of it. It's just, you know, we always say with real estate, whether you're buying, whether you're selling, whatever it is, it's, it's when is a good time for you, right? You're looking at your situation. Okay. You're not trying to gauge the market because we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But but one thing I do know, Kelsey, yeah, since you guys are on baby step two, do not buy. Just go and rent okay. for you for a few years. Make sure to get this this uh, debt paid off, get a good fully funded emergency fund, and then put down, you know, save five percent for a good down payment to five to five to twenty percent or more if you want to, uh, for a down payment. But I would not rush back into home ownership, which can be hard when you've done it and then you feel like oh my gosh we're going back to renting but that's going to be the smartest move no, for you we, guys we did it not well this first time and okay so, so you I'm feel it not yeah absolutely i'm like let's wait until we're totally ready yes what's okay, this good. business you're going back to to take over what was that john sorry what's the business you're going to take over um it's actually a hundred year old uh furniture business so we're really really excited that's great um, whose side of the family that. is it yours or his it's on his side of the family. Okay. So. Okay. That's great. Yeah. And you're able to keep your nope. job when you guys move. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm fully remote and it's a um, Fortune 500 company. So yeah, I'm able to move, which okay. is such a blessing. Yeah. That's have, awesome. Have y'all, have y'all counted the cost like to your souls and what it's going to be like to leave the, the Lone Star State? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we honestly, we got, we came here for the military and then we transitioned out and we love Texas. Um, but John, why is Texas a whole country? Like it's so far from everything. Uh, you live there, you know why it is. Hey, listen, when I when we told people we were moving to ne- to Nashville, like multiple people took me out for like a drink or for coffee, like and, and double checking that you're well, okay leaving. Well, like, hey, is this the right move? Like oh you're gosh. leaving the motherland. You know, Al Qaeda is waiting for you on the oh Arkansas border. They're waiting. 
And I was like, I think we're going to be all right. Texas people are so bizarre. With they're their, amazing. With their state. They're just proud of their home. Which, I guess so. Good for you. Well, Get out of there, Kelsey. Go for it. Go Vols. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting This Hour with Dr. John Deloney and taking your questions at 888-825-5225. It's a free call anywhere in the country. Up next, we have Jamie in San Antonio. Hey, Jamie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? If I needed a dream team to help me, you two are the ones I would pick. We got um, you. We are here for you, you, Jamie. We are here for yeah. you. What's up? I need you. I have a very simple question and a very messy situation. Um, at what point do I stop investing? Um, kind of what's going on. I'm 45. I'm disabled. And I'm freshly divorced. Um, so I'm on a set income. And I need to start making a budget. And I'm not sure what to do with my money. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring in about 4000 a month but I only spend about 1500 I'm debt-free, and I have a um, little over $650,000 in brokerage accounts. Six, um, 600 and what? 50000 50 good for you, Jamie. Okay. Um, this is from the divorce, and okay. um, I received probably 90%. He received maybe 10 if that. Okay. But I feel like I cannot make any financial mistakes because I cannot go out and get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything goes wrong, I'm, um, I'm scared. Yeah. Jamie, I want you to do me a huge favor. I want you to take as deep breath as you possibly can. And I want you to hold it for a count of three. Okay. Do it. Take it deep in, hold it. One, two, three, let it out. Okay. I want you to, I want you to hear me as directly as you can. Okay. Financially, yep. you're in great shape. Okay. Um, You're in great shape. I, I can hear the words, but I just can't. I know you can't. I know. But when you get scared in the middle of the night, I want you to hear those words. What happened in your marriage? Um, after 21 years, I found out um, he, yeah, he's, he's been cheating on me for a while. Mm. Yeah. Um, he's recently admitted that he has a sex addiction. Uh, so this has been going on with a lot of people, huh? A lot of people. Yeah. Mm. I felt I, I found out. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't stay. I couldn't. No. Um. No. 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 And my my kids are broken, and I'm broken. Yeah. And so on paper, it looks so good, and I know that because I've been Dave Ramsey since 2009. Mm. I'm better than I deserve, but I um. I'm afraid I'm going to make a bad decision. I'm afraid I'm going to become a shopping addict. Um, I, I can't eat my emotions because I've, I've had bypass surgery. I cannot drink alcohol. I can't smoke. I, I can't. So I'm stuck here having to deal with this. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm scared. I'm, I, so I have, back to the question, I have about 2000 plus extra each month. I have 650000 in brokerage. Can I just take a break? Can I just go on vacation when I want to? Or what do, what do I do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jamie, um, how, how recent was all of this? 
um, the divorce was final um, in September. Okay. So my rule of thumb, I, I always tell people, is no big big decisions for six to six months to a year. Okay. That it, do, sh- it doesn't mean don't go out with your kids. You only need to go somewhere okay. and just be together. I, I um had some medical issues and I I received we had two homes. I received both of them in the divorce. I sold the first one and I moved to sixteen hours south. I okay. had to get away from him. Okay. I mm-hmm. had to move. And I have my son with me and my daughter is in college and she will not talk with him. She won't. And so I'm constantly like yeah. the in between. And so I'm covering every bomb that he throws and the kids just don't know what he's doing wrong. And so I'm, I'm worn out, yeah. but then I'm also keep thinking at some point I'm going to break. And is it going to be a financial bad decision? Is it going to be, what is it? And uh, have um, you broken before? Cause you keep mentioning this. Have you, have you lost control before? No, I think it's a control issue. I can only control my money right now. No, that's not true. That's, hold on, hold on. That's not oh. true. You can't control him, uh-huh. but you can control you. Have you have you had struggled with addiction before? Have you struggled with out of control behavior before? My brother died of addiction last year. Okay. And so I'm very um, aware of slipfalls and, and I, I get that but is that you yeah because no. i hear a very yeah. strong woman whose entire world just blew up yeah and and jamie one thing john has said and i've heard you say this before which i feel like is so true right now what i'm hearing from you jamie is that especially when someone walks through a situation where there's been dishonesty broken trust infidelity like anything in that category the the spouse on the other end questions oh my gosh can i trust myself yeah you've lost trust in because you. i feel like i was trusting him and then he comes up living this completely different life how am i am i the crazy one you know like you you start no, that's what he told me for years is i was the crazy one and i made it all up and i was manipulated for that's 10 right. years by him right so covered yes which is obviously the complete opposite of what's going on so jamie all of that you are sitting here and second guessing yourself on everything you know you're second guessing yourself that you're going to have a shopping addiction because your brother struggled with addiction but you haven't struggled with addiction you're trusting yourself that i'm going to spend all of this money six hundred fifty thousand dollars. i don't know if i can trust myself with money you can't trust yourself with money you've been doing this stuff since oh nine of how to of how to handle money well right so i want you again and i don't even know how to like walk you through that but I want to give you confidence as a as a as a long distance friend that's met you for two minutes. Tell you, Jimmy, yeah. you can trust yourself more than you're giving yourself credit for. So just hear an outside voice say that because you're questioning every part of your life, which is understandable. Like, hear me yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah, I, but I, but for someone on just the outside looking in, I just want to say that truth over you that you can trust yourself. Okay. So I want you're ask, not crazy. I, I want to ask you this question. Yeah, you like repeat that to yourself. You're not crazy. Um, you were married to a sociopath who put you in extreme danger by having multiple, multiple sex partners you didn't know about and destroyed the trust that, and and gaslit you the whole way. So you're not crazy. Now I'm going to ask you some direct questions. Are you going to blow all $650,000 of this money? No. Okay. Are you going to take care of your kids? Absolutely. Every day. Okay. Every second. Are you going to honor and take care of Jamie? I'm trying. Okay. You are. Now, you have to, have to, priority number one, full stop, you have to get a couple of people in your life. 
that will sit with you and have coffee. Now, that's going to be very difficult because you move 16 hours away, right? Yeah. Whether that's a, a therapist, whether that's a counselor, whether it's a local church, you have to have people with you during this time. And it cannot be your kids. They can't be the person who, the people who prop you up, right? Right. And I would block husband. I would take him out of my phone. Oh, I would cut him off. X. Yep. X. There you go. Yeah. Thank you for catching me on that one. Um, and at some point, because he is such a out of control, dishonest person, He's going to, at some point, try to snake his way back into his kids' lives. And I want them to have that. He's already started? Yep. Of course he has. Um, I want you to have that conversation with your kids, that they get to walk away from somebody who is a sociopath. Okay? And that's okay. Because I keep telling them, like, he's your dad. Hold on. They they don't know everything, obviously. How old are they? 19 and 21. Okay. Um. There is a way to tell the truth without telling them that their father is evil, okay? And or there's there's a way, let me even let me rephrase that even more. There's a way to tell them that their fa- their father has is is very dishonest, has had a pattern of dishonesty, has not told the truth, put you at extreme risk without saying your dad sucks and he's a terrible person, right? One of that is one of those is just running somebody down. The other is just telling the truth about mm-hmm. what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's okay. We're not going to we're not going to disparage, but we're going to tell the truth, okay? All that to say, you got to get some people in your life. Hang on the line and we're going to give you 3 free months of better help. I want you talking to a counselor before tomorrow is over. Thank you for the call. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks to everyone in the booth. Thank you, John, for a great hour. Thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show.